Hello. Hello. Is there anyone there? Hello. Hello. You're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello, and welcome to a re-recorded version of episode 25 that was originally posted back in May. I'm sorry for those of you who were unable to listen to that episode, either because I'd pulled it off before you had a chance to download it, or because when you actually listened to it, the noise quality was just too unbearable. My sincere apologies. I had a problem with my old microphone in the fact that I broke it, and I thought I would treat myself to a brand new one. Unfortunately, it's taken me a long time to be able to master that microphone and it went through a phase where it'd pick up every single background noise, but not my voice particularly. Couple that with trying to record when I was tired and had a slight cold and then trying to edit it again when very tired and with not great hearing due to a a, sort of a, a minor ear infection or summer cold, then it was just a recipe for disaster. And I was so desperate to get that episode out before the closing date for the Royal Welsh show entries that I'm afraid to say it just didn't meet proper sound quality. After that day, I pulled it and it's taken me a while to wrestle with this new microphone and beat it into submission. That coupled with assessment period at school has just meant that it's taken me until now, the last week in July, to get an episode sorted and recorded of a sound quality that I hope you'll be able to listen to. My plan is over the next few episodes to re-record the main gist of episode 25 for those of you who missed it. Obviously changing some of the details regarding the agricultural shows that were mentioned because there's little point in telling you about ones that have already passed. I'll then do an episode that will catch up next week on the actual Oxfordshire County and Thames show and my um, no doubt disastrous attempts to enter anything into it and then finally I'll do a catch up over what's been happening to me in my knitting world in the last three months or so. Hopefully you won't feel too bombarded with so many episodes one after the other in quick succession but it will allow us perhaps to get back onto an even keel just in time for me to go on holiday Uh, (laughs) no seriously allow us to get back onto an even keel and hopefully get into a broadcasting schedule or a podcasting schedule that we can all live with. I know that some of you will have disappeared and I probably won't get you back, but I also know that there have been some wonderful people who've just been contacting me every now and again to say, are you okay? Is there any chance that we'll have another podcast soon? And I do appreciate that. Thank you so, so much. So, let's go back on with the show and let's think about the beginning of May when I recorded the last episode what at that point I'd been working on well I'd had a week of spring break that came the week before two weeks first two weeks in April so that was before Easter and in that time I worked on um, finished my first mother bear bear of the year Um, he's called Otto 
finished him down at my mum's and he's got purple trousers and a mustard yellow jumper so apologies for all of those who find that visually startling um i then used some mohair that i'd received in a pardon my language in a uk karma bag of crap swap and i'd also um received i think in a swap I'd, I, there was some more mohair based and acrylic yarn that i received in um, a gift swap from Nick Camp, and I used that to make a ballerina bear for the Mother Bear project. She's called Coco, and she's got little pink ballet shoes and a pink leotard. And then I used the white mohair. Um, I think I used it double actually because it was a quite a thin one um, for her arms and legs and face. And she's got a very cute face, if I do say so myself. And I'm really impressed with the fact that I managed to get a tutu on her. So um, double layer tutu with a fluffy edging. So I'm really proud of her. <laughs> I know I shouldn't be really. It's all a bit, bit big-headed, isn't it? But I uh, was really proud of that. I'd also been um, spinning more singles from the Pick Perfect Twilight um, to use the plan is, or was, um, but more of that later, um, to use that to ply up into a four-ply and then knit into a liesel and that was going to be my entry um, into a class in the tame show but more of that later um, I had a lovely afternoon spinning at Norton Priory with the spinning guild um, that was the week after we went to Wonderwall Wales uh, and that was really nice and then the following weekend was Easter and the idea was to have a calm quiet weekend away because we were um, you know, I'd been at mum's, we were going to go back down again for a family wedding um, for the Maybank holiday weekend, and my mum had um, a small stroke on Good Friday. So we ended up um, receiving a phone call from dad and jumping straight in the car from where we were and driving down. I learned an important lesson that weekend. Not only should I always keep emergency knitting in my own car, which I do, I also need to keep emergency knitting in my husband's car which I don't. Nine hours down to Oxford in the hospital with mum in the trauma unit and everything else and then driving back, no knitting. Nada. What do I need to keep me calm? Yeah, you get it. I need knitting, I need crochet, I need something to keep my hands busy and to keep me focused and I didn't have it. So I learned an important lesson there. I then went back. Um, I had a a balloon trip on the Saturday, which was lovely. It was my birthday present from the previous year, actually, and I managed to squeeze it in before my birthday. And on the Sunday, the Easter Sunday, I went back down um, to stay with Dad and visit Mum and um, got some crochet done, several crochet um, squares done for the baker's dozen. So that pretty much saw me... Um, I wasn't quite finished by then, but I, I'd got quite a lot done. So that was the run-up to the last time I recorded. I'm going to repeat the review that I included in that episode because it is um, a book I think worth um, having a look at if, like me, you've got uh, boxes and boxes and boxes of sock yarn stash that actually you buy it because you fall in love with it but then afterwards you realise that perhaps it's not the best thing to make socks out of because it's not going to wear well. Um, so this is a book from the One Skein Wonder series edited by Judith Durrant, published by Story Publishing 
Um, the price on the back is $18.95 US. Um, I think I paid around about £12 for it from Amazon, but I can't remember i saw it somebody had it at knit group and i had a flick through it and i thought there were enough interesting patterns in there to warrant actually buying it um it's obviously based on using up one skein of sock yarn and it's organized into um one two three four sections from head to toe and fingers too it's a wrap knits for kids bag it and more and within each of those sections is subsectioned um, into various things that fit with it. So from the head to toe and fingers to section, we've got a section on hats and caps, then mitts, gloves and cuffs, and then a section on socks. And there's a real range in here from very simple patterns um, to more complex lace that require charts. Um, there's some beading in there as well. And there are some actually some really pretty um, gloves and mitts um, and actual proper gloves with fingers um, which I've never tried so and there's a nice uh, pattern in here that's a set of gloved uh, fingered gloves that have actually got mitered squares around the cuffs and you know how much I love my mitered squares um, so there's quite a, a lot in there the next section is it's a wrap um, so no prizes for guessing what's in there um, scarves and neck warmers shawls and then a shimmy and a shrug and again the shawls range from um, simple to the more complex lace um, we've got a crochet scarf in there as well um, some nice work using lifted stitching um, that gives you a very intricate um, design in using color yarn so that works quite nicely um, there's a really nice um there's a there's a little tank top in here actually um knit with toe footsies now you do get good yardage with toe footsies but you'll not be surprised to hear that even the 465 grams that you find in a toe footsies will only actually make a 32 inch chest um tank top but you know if you're knitting for a teenager or if you are um lucky enough to be very slender then you know, you could get that out of a, a ball of sock yarn, so that's pretty good. Knits for Kids um, has, it's predominantly baby items, lots of hats in there. Um, but there's a couple of jumpers, cardigans using um, different techniques to break up the colours of self-striping sock yarn. Um, nice pair of little leggies in there. Um, nice mitered square cardigan. Um, a lovely little dress called the fiesta frock um which has got feather and fan pattern um and a little what we would call moss stitch uh, i think the americans are called seed stitch um yoke uh, although it's knit with silk garden uh silk garden sock yarn norrow silk garden sock yarn i don't know whether i'm just a bit mingy but i certainly wouldn't knit something for a baby out of silk garden I don't know, maybe that's just because I just couldn't bear the idea of hand washing it every time somebody was ill on it. Um, it's a lovely little toddler dress um, using the Zauber ball, the self-striping of the Zauber ball, and using those long colour repeats um, and in much the, the same way as the lizard afghan uses the colour repeats in Nora Korean uh, and a wavy ripple pattern using short rows. Um, looks really nice. 
Then we kind of get into the creepy section. Now that's just my personal opinion, but I am just not over fond on doll knitting. And, you know, just seeing the dolls in all the outfits just gives me the bit of the heebie-jeebies. But that's just me. So just, you know, if you're fine knitting for dolls, then, you know, go for it. It's not my cup of tea, but if you're fine, absolutely fine. Then there's a section called bag it and more. So we've got bags and purses, decorative wearables, which is an interesting concept. Um, basically, it's jewellery, for examples of knitted jewellery. Um, and then things for the home. So we've got a French press snuggly. Now, if you're like me, you were sitting there thinking a French press. Isn't that something to do with those uh, nice felted slippers that the yarn harlot made six pairs of the other Christmas? Um, it's actually what we apparently seem to have to call a cafetiere now. I don't know if cafetiere is a brand name and that's why we no longer call it uh, a cafetiere and we have to call it a French press. Um, but there we are. It's a little cosy for that. I'm a bit concerned that there's a cosy for putting around your soap dispenser. You know those pump soap dispensers? Um I mean, I suppose it could go around your lotion, but wouldn't it get dribble and make a mess? I don't know. Um, an umbrella lampshade. I'm going to move on from there. I'm just going to leave you with that concept of a knitted lampshade. I, I don't think we need, you know, a couple of um, baubles to go on your Christmas tree, one of which is beaded and, you know, quite nice. Um, some lacy coasters, tea cosy, a valance or two, dog jacket. You know, I'm just you know you know me i like real dogs that don't necessarily need jackets but you know there we are but there are enough nice patterns in here that um i think it's it's got scope um there are some nice bags in there there's some lovely lovely gloves and cuffs and mitts so that is sock yarn one skein wonders edited by judith durrant published by story publishing and available in the US for 18.95 and I think in Britain it's 12 pounds in the region of now I mentioned the tame show earlier um, those of you who were listening last year will remember that I took my voice recorder around and the tame show is happening again this coming weekend on Saturday the 30th of July now, when I first recorded this episode, I hadn't entered at that point, And I spent a lot of time talking about the fact that many of the agricultural shows that I was looking at no longer seemed to have a handicraft section. The Tame Show seemed to be one of the few that did. I have a problem with the Cheshire Show, um, which of course is my local agricultural show. Firstly, it happens on a Tuesday and a Wednesday in term time. And unless I were to actually take the children on a school trip, I can't go to the Tame Show. To, sorry to the Cheshire show and the idea of actually trying to do the risk assessment for the Cheshire show when I can't get there to do it in advance um, gives me the heebie-jeebies really so I think it's very incredibly unlikely in the modern day um, of the the level of responsibility for risk assessment that I would take children to the the Cheshire show without ever having been to it myself and I can't go to it myself because it's in term time I also have a problem with the Cheshire Show in the fact that I am not actually eligible to enter anything in the handicrafts competition because I'm not a member of the Women's Institute. The competition is run by the Women's Institute in the Cheshire Show and it appears to only be open to members of the Women's Institute, which I actually find quite sad. Um, it excludes 
50% of the population to start with because obviously the assumption is therefore that if it's the Women's Institute entering it, men do not take part in handicrafts. Well, okay, we, they may not be busting our knitting groups out, but there are men out there that do craft with fibre. There are men out there that do sew. There are men out there that do create embroidered pictures. And I find that quite sad. I also find it very, um, it's very exclusive, isn't it? You can't get in there unless you're a member of the Women's Institute. So lots of people are not. I know in London that there are lots of young uh, branches of the Women's Institute now that are much younger than the idea that we all have of those silver-haired ladies singing jam and Jerusalem, or what's the point, singing Jerusalem and making jam. But I think in from what I've seen in Cheshire, they're probably conforming more to the stereotype than not conforming to it. So I, I find that quite sad. But the uh, Oxfordshire County and Tame Show is a show that has craft classes that are open to everyone and this year I've decided that I'm going to enter quite a lot of them. I'm working on a, a carpet bombing <laughs> technique really you know if I bombard the uh, the class with enough then uh, I might actually win something. Two years ago I entered um, uh, Fair Isle Tamashanta and in the knitting class and a um, zigzag scarf in the crochet class. I came third out of four uh, in the crochet didn't get a prize for my knitting at all um, last year I didn't enter anything I was stewarding last year um, and it, it was quite heartbreaking sort of the the small number of entries um, that were there and it was a, a little disappointing I was talking to one of the judges about you know sort of how uh, uh, how you could sort of lift the profile of it and that was really part of the aim of that episode that I recorded back in May to try and do that um, but obviously I didn't re-record it so uh, you know I lost my opportunity really but I've decided to enter um, quite a lot of the classes they have changed the classes this year so the knitting class is actually um, focused simply on a hat gloves socks or a scarf as is the crochet class, hat, socks, gloves, or a scarf. Then there's a knitted baby item category. No toddler knitting this year, so, you know, just baby knitting. Um, then you have an embroidered picture. Oh, let me see what comes next. Um, patchwork, which I won't be entering. Um, beadwork bobbin lace um, an item made from recycled materials um, greetings cards three handmade greetings cards for different occasions and then there's um, and two any other craft categories one is a group category so where people get together to make something together and one is an individual so my grand plan back in May was that I was going to enter um, the knitted accessory, the crocheted accessory, the knitted baby um, item, the beadwork, any item of, the recycled gift, the greetings card, 
and the individual craft. There's I've missed something because that's only seven, and I'm entering nine things. Hmm. Right. Let me go through that again. Oh, the embroidered picture. That's it. And cushion. Any medium with a pad. Now that provided great hilarity because when I first looked at that I spent a lot of time discussing with my mum what a medium cushion was. Was it a 14 inch? Was it a 16 inch? It was only when I actually recorded the episode that I realised that it was any comma media m comma. So in other words a cushion made any way you like. So I felt a right fool. So the plan was I was going to um, hopefully finish the um, posh man mittens that I started last spring and have only made one of. Um, do a February baby sweater, do a, a crocheted circle scarf like the ones that everybody had done at the knit group. Um, embroidered picture, I was going to finish one that had been hanging around that I think I had started um Ooh, over 10 years ago because I started it when I lived in the previous house to this one and we've been here nine years um, and I was going to knit up my Alice Starmore um, key knot cushion kit and I was going to well I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do for the recycled gift um, I was thinking that um, you know, or the recycled items, sorry. Um, if all else fails, I could use bits of the Financial Times glued together to make a gift bag because um, I had seen that at the um, Northumberland show um, when I went to that back in May. If um, I couldn't find what I originally wanted, which was to find an old um, fair aisle from a charity shop and felt it to make a tea cosy. Um three handmade gift cards well I used to make my cards um, all my cards a long time ago before I went back into the classroom permanently and found that I had no time to do that so that that wasn't a problem I've gotten some nice techniques that I can use to make different um, gift cards and for the any other item of craft I was going to submit the leasel that I was going to knit out of the pick perfect uh, twilight that I was spinning back in April now I'm not going to tell you right now whether I succeeded with all of those things. But if you know me well, you can probably guess that it all went a bit wrong. Um, but, you know, I'm going to fill you that in, in more on that with the next um, episode when I actually give you the roundup from Tame Show. But needless to say, I did have a lot of fun um, working on the different things. I had to learn a couple of new skills um, for what I actually submitted and you know show day dawns on Saturday so we await to see um, I'm also putting in two photographs in the photographic um, competition and um, well I was supposed to be putting in a jar of lemon curd I've never made lemon curd before um, I stirred and stirred and stirred and stirred and stirred and stirred and stirred it this morning and it still has not set so um don't think I'm going to be submitting that but never mind I'm terribly sorry I took a, a break at that point and I now can't make the new microphone work again without the terrible background noise 
I wish I knew why sometimes it's working and sometimes it isn't. So I do apologise. I'm going to have to finish this off using the handheld recorder, which I know isn't the most um, useful way to do it, but hopefully I can finish this off because I've got so far in it now. I've got 23 minutes of decent audio, so I really do want to carry on. Um, the, the final section really is uh, an encouragement to you all, if you live in the UK, to see if you can find yourself an agricultural show to get to. If you've been to one before, and you enjoyed it, then you know the kind of thing that's available there. But if you've never been to one, then it's just a really good day out. Um, there are usually lots of different um, classes for animals. Um, there are sometimes horse um, competitions, show jumping, dressage, that kind of thing. Um, you may well find that there are crafts there. You may well find there's home economics cookery classes, winemaking, flower arranging, a whole gamut of skills that people tell us are dying out. Now, I know from looking at the Northumberland show earlier this year, they're not dying out. They may not be the way that you and I would perhaps want them to be portrayed. There was quite a lot of fun fur and uh, you know eyelash yarn in the Northumberland show but there are skills out there that people are sharing um, and what I've done is I've gone on to a really good website that I found the um, website of the Association of Show and Agricultural Organisations their website is at www.asao.co.uk and they've got an events calendar there and I went on there to have a look for shows that are coming up over the next few weeks. And there were just, oh, there must have been over 100 coming up. Some of them are large county shows. Many of them are smaller local town shows. So they're not the, the big scale of the county shows, but they've got their own unique charm. And so this is basically my chance to say to you that if you are in the UK, go along to one. And I know in the States that they have county fairs, which are, from what I understand, a similar sort of thing. Um, so go along and support them. Uh, our agriculture needs your support, and this is an ideal way to do it. What I've done is I've just picked out a few examples um, that are coming up. Obviously, there's the Oxfordshire County and Tame Show on Saturday. Um, there is next Wednesday, the 3rd of August, the Wigtelmark Show in Dumfries and Galloway in Scotland. That I can't find that there's an exhibition or a competition of handicrafts, but there certainly is a craft and lifestyle mar style marquee. In the Bakewell show, which takes place next Wednesday, the 3rd of August, and again on the 4th of August, um, there are some craft open classes. Although it's run by the WI, it's open to both members and non-members, which I liked. Um, so you've got there um, a knitted glove puppet, a pincushion of any craft, a fascinator, a child's tabard apron, a bookmark, any medium, an article in fine crochet, and then a couple of children's um, classes, a small present for mummy's birthday for the eight years and under, and nine to twelve is a small present for mum's birthday. Okay, so we did a few things there. Um, on Friday of next week, you've got the Fishguard show. There's no website for that, um, but that's in Pembrokeshire. And that's very much an agricultural show from what I can see, although it did list crafts on the ASAO website. 
moving on to um, the following weekend on the, I think it's the Sunday, the 7th of August, you've got the Cranley Show, that's near Dorking. Um, on the 14th of August, there is the Sedgefield Show, um, which is up, I think, near Stockton on Tees. Uh, you've got the Gillingham and Shaftesbury show in Dorset on the 17th of August. Um, there's the Hawkshead show um, in Cumbria on the 23rd of August. Again, there's no website listed for that, but um, I know if you go to the, the little village of Hawkshead, it's not hard to see where the show is because when we were there, um, three years ago, there were, the signs were out for the show and we were hoping to get there, but it was cancelled that year due to the weather. Uh, on the 27th of August, you've got the Poynton Show um, here in Cumbria, uh, in Cumbria, in Cheshire, sorry, obviously gone back 15 years, and um, the entries for the Poynton Show are still open, and in fact are open up until the Thursday before um, the... Um, the, com the the actual show so that would be Thursday the 25th I think um, again nice range of creative hobbies classes there um, let me see I just scroll through here um, let me find for you oh can't find it now right so there's a, a nice family or group um competition for making a scarecrow which is rather nice um, obviously some art classes and children's art and then in the handicrafts and hobbits uh, hobbit, hobbits handicrafts and hobbies um, class 19 hand knitted garment 20 is a hand knitted item 21 is a soft toy 22 is dressmaking 23 is a quilted or patchwork item 24 is an embroidered piece any technique of your own design 25 is a stitched kit, so that's one where you actually buy the design, either as a, a chart or a pre-printed background. Um, 26 is a hand-painted item, so that could be china, glass, ceramic, pebble or a plant pot. Uh, 27 is a traditional craft, metalwork, woodwork, clay, fimo, weaving, basket making, crochet, salt dough, origami, etc. And the emphasis there is on technique. Um, Class 28 is creative sculpture, any medium, for example, recycling, paper mache, wood, metal, an emphasis is on the creative ideas. And 29 is a handmade greetings card, any occasion. So, again, uh, a whole range of things there. And then on Thursday, the 1st of September, it's the Bucks County Show, which um, is held at Whedon Park in Aylesbury. That's out on the uh, A413 in the Buckingham Road. And they have young farmers competitions in their um, home and garden section schedule. And um, if we have a quick scroll, so they're always quite interesting because my cousin used to take part in a lot of those. Um, just scrolling through now, bear with. Bear with. Oh, there's a recipe for chocolate chip cookies. There you go, there's a chocolate chip cookie class. And that's in the children's cookery. Preserves, wine, bakery. And again, to given recipes. Bear with, we're getting there. I had it, but then it all, it crashed on me before, so I had to open it up again. 
Um, and of course I didn't actually scroll back to where we needed to be. So it's an awful lot of, there's a lot of given recipes for, for this one. Um, but you know, that's okay, makes it fair. Right, here are the handicrafts. So these uh, all garments items must have been completed during the 18 months prior to the show and should not have been laundered. No item shown previously at the Bucks County show will be eligible and it's open to amateur exhibitors only. Um, so class H32, three handmade greeting cards. H33 is a cushion, any medium with pad. H34, item in any form of handmade lace. 35 is a piece of jewellery. 36 is a picture worked in even weave fabric including canvas or ada. One or more hand embroidery technique and one or more embroidery stitch. Um, H37 is a miniature patchwork quilt, maximum size 45 centimetre square. H38, uh, article of hand knitting for a child. H39, an item of painted glass. H40, a soft toy, any medium, no kits. H41, a portrait, any medium, overall size, including frame no larger than 50 centimetres square. And H42, any other craft, which it then says, please advise if the size is large. Um, then there are um, obviously sort of flower arranging and honey and all those kinds of things. But I'm just trying to find here whether the date is for the Bucks County show. I have a feeling it's... Um, I've got in my head that it's next week. Let's see, see if I can find it. Um, oh yes, here we are. Entries close Friday the 5th of August. So if you're interested in um, taking part in that, then the entry form is downloadable from the website buckscountyshow.co.uk, um, which again, I'll put up on the, the, the details on the website. So... But, but what I would say, um, and I know that um, Louise from Caithness Crafts Collective actually mentioned some of the Scottish shows as well, because she obviously soldiered through um, the dreadful sound quality of the original episode 20, 25. But please, 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 if you get a chance, go out, support the agriculture of this country and support our agricultural shows a few years back, we lost the main agricultural show of the country, the National Agricultural Show. And it, it's never going to come back, and that, to me, is tragic. Um, and I think I said last year, I didn't like the Tame Show being on a Saturday in July instead of the third Thursday in September. But if the choice to me is a thriving show on a Saturday in July or a dying show on the traditional third Thursday in September... I know which I'd rather have. Thank you very much. I'm sorry it took so long. Hopefully we won't have a problem in the future and I'll finally get that pesky mic sorted, although the fact that it's playing up again now is worrying me slightly. As always, if you want to contact me, all of the details are at the end of the show. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com Drop me a message on Ravelry where I am Tales from the Plane. Tweet me on Twitter where I'm Tales from Plane. Or leave a message on any of the show notes at yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com or yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for hanging in and waiting for me. Till next time. Bye. Mm. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plane. 
Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plane show page at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page, or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com, or message me on Ravelry, where I'm Tales from the Plane. Until next time, take care, and thanks for listening.